Shauna, your nerdy girlfriend and life coach from simpleonpurpose.ca. Welcome to episode 131. I am going to be sharing a coaching session with you today. I am coaching Susie, who's a mom of two in Australia, and I asked my Facebook group if anyone would be willing to come on the podcast and have a coaching session that we could share. And Susie was one of the women who volunteered. I love to share examples of coaching sessions because I think it can help show the range of topics that life coaching can cover, and it gives you an idea on how I approach coaching, if that's something that you're interested in learning about. But I think the best reason to share a coaching session is because the issues that are brought to these sessions that women get coached on is an issue someone else can relate to in some way, and you can get support just by listening and asking how you can apply it to your own life. I do encourage you to stop by the show notes and check out those notes. I outline a lot of the main points that we covered. And if you can't find those show notes, go to the website, simpleonpurpose.ca, click listen. That's where you find all of the episodes and all the notes. The issues that Susie wanted coaching on are self-control around food, snacking uh, without, she's snacking without thinking, she's snacking on autopilot, or she's reaching out for snacks for some pleasure in her day. She wanted to talk a lot about the autoimmune protocol, which is an approach to eating certain foods that help support you if you have an autoimmune disease. And there are a lot of restrictions that the autoimmune protocol can have, so she wanted to get some help around the mindsets that she can have in approaching the AIP. I do also apologize for the echoes, the distortions, and the overlap in dialogue that we experience on this call. Because we are talking across oceans on our headsets, there's background noise, there's a bit of delay, but I hope that you will find it worthwhile that there is something in here for you, no matter what issue, if it's the exact same, just a way that you can reapproach your health and your goals and your own wellness. All right, enjoy. The issue I want to get coached on is being having more self-control around food particularly Mm -hmm. snacking and eating when I'm not actually hungry yeah so I find that as a mom because I am like regularly around food whether that's the (laughs) daily grocery trip Mm -hmm. doing the breakfast doing my husband's lunch all the snack requests throughout the day Um, even when I sometimes am organized and make lunch boxes for the day, they still want different snacks and then mm. um, dinner and then all the cleaning around that. I just feel like I'm around food a lot. I'm in the kitchen a lot. And mm. I think where the struggle comes in is that I'm pretty good in the morning. Like I'm I'm not actually even that hungry and I'm pretty, I, I eat nice nutritious food and then as the day goes on I sometimes even just like accidentally eat stuff (laughs) even eating this or um yeah or I just get this strong craving like I I don't know if it's around the time of being in the kitchen and being like here I am again cleaning the same mess again Mm. how am I gonna get through this oh I'll just snack on this little thing that will give me some pleasure Um, or the other time that I struggle um is not not it's mainly in the afternoon as the day has gone on but sometimes Mm -hmm. at night when I've put the kids to bed and I'm like oh now I've still got to clean the kitchen again (laughs) (laughs) um and then I will snack then so, um, and the other issue in this is that um, 
as I told you, I've got an underactive thyroid. So I've got mm-hmm. um, autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. So I have learned a lot about the autoimmune protocol and that was my aim, but it's so strict yeah. that I feel like, oh, I failed. I give up. So mm-hmm. I'll just do what I want. And there's probably like a fear of missing out on foods because I think, oh, I'll start that tomorrow or I'll start it in a week. Yeah. Um, and this is like a reoccurring pattern that's been going yeah. on for years. Um, and then I think, well, I'll just eat all the yummy things now um, because in in like tomorrow or in a week, I'll be doing this full-on protocol. Ah, uh, yeah. And I sometimes might even do the protocol for a while. Like I have done it for a two-month stint before I have my second chart when I was pregnant then I was mm-hmm. so morning sick I couldn't keep going with it and then I've done it for a mo- one month stint at the start of this year mm-hmm. um and then yeah I, I suppose I'm just unclear as well on what I should be eating because right. if I go in in Australia if you see your regular general practitioner your GP your doctor mm-hmm. um they tend to just be like, oh, with this condition, you can just take the medication and diet doesn't really affect it. There's not much research backing that. But then I live in a part of Australia where there's a big focus on um, integrative medicine and clean eating um, Mm -hmm. where you can try and improve your health through lifestyle and eating really well. And so that whole side of things has all their evidence to back up. So I'm just confused. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, anyway, I don't think that's very clear, but the main thing is snacking and it's eating when I'm not hungry and it's um, also the same thing with exercise. So I'll exercise for a period and then I'll be like have a really – big day with the kids or whatever and I'm like there's no way that's going to fit in so then I'm like oh well I give up and it will take me a while to get back on track again right so let's start with the food and I think just a lot of the general mindsets can be applied to exercise when you say you want more self-control what do you want more self-control to do what would you do with that self-control yeah um so If I had more self-control, this is what I'm picturing, Mm -hmm. I would have a good meal plan in place and I'd have my groceries more organised and um, then I would actually sit down and eat my meals and I wouldn't just um, eat willy-nilly. I would just um also eat like a good portion size and not a massive portion size and I would eat in a way that's supposedly healing for my autoimmune condition okay does that answer the question yeah so like eat the AIP the autoimmune protocol and if people are listening that's just a list of foods to avoid and list of foods to focus on and um in order to support this autoimmune disease. And, and you might know, and for people listening, and you know, Susie, that I also have a thyroid condition and autoimmune one. 
And so I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm on that medication. I've thought about all the foods and all of the things and all the things that people tell you. And it can yeah. get really overwhelming, right? Really overwhelming, especially when I'm trying to plan meals for different dietary requirements. So mm-hmm. my husband and son are pretty much the same, but then my daughter, who's a toddler, yes. um, is a toddler fussy eater and then there's me <laughs> and and I'm not really clear on what I should be doing um because like depending which research I read yeah I can find things to justify both ways so yeah I suppose what I think is that aside of what I should be eating if if I take that out of the picture say I had no autoimmune condition Mm-hmm. Um, self-control would look like having a nutritious, right portion-sized breakfast, lunch and dinner and maybe one snack in the afternoon and on the weekend a treat. <laughs> That's okay. what I'm thinking it would look like and right. or it might look like how I was eating and living before I had my son, which was actually five and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. But before I had him, we lived in Byron Bay, which is on the east coast of Australia, and I would get up five to six mornings a week and go for a 40-minute to an hour walk. And I would do 15 minutes of dance cardio, and I mm-hmm. ate pretty close to a paleo diet. Mm-hmm. And then I had my son. And, um. And ever since, I've just really struggled <laughs> to get mm-hmm. back to health um, because I feel like I used to be able to just start the day right and get on track for the day. And I had this thought, this is what kept me going for three years, was to so say I wake up in the morning and I didn't feel like exercising. I'd just say if I, if I fall off the bandwagon today, then it's all going to crumble. So I have to go for this walk or whatever it was to keep me on track. Mm-hmm. But whereas when I have children, I've been work, you know, my children are a little bit older now, so I'm getting a bit better sleep. <laughs> but years there, up in the night with feeding or sickness or nightmares or wet the bed or I can't yeah. sleep because I'm overthinking everything, um, even though they're asleep. And so my whole life changed so then in the morning I don't and in the morning they wake up so early at the crack of dawn it's hard to just get into exercise because they need me yeah yeah I feel like um I'm a bit stuck in what I how I used to approach all of this and that maybe that expectation there um almost makes me stumble because I can't I can't be who I was before I had kids. <laughs> yeah, yes, right. And and you're kind of like idolizing that lifestyle as the ideal one, right? Yeah, and that weight and because um, I was like that 15 kilos lighter then, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know what that is in pounds for Canada. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I, I actually have it took me about four years to come to the terms of the fact that I'm actually okay if I never got to that weight again Mm -hmm. Um, but I do want to lose some weight 
for like health reasons like I'm getting sore knee and sore back um right. but I don't have that expectation maybe I do I don't know <laughs> maybe maybe deep down so this yeah. might seem like a weird question you're snacking throughout the day and some people do some people snack throughout the day why do you think that's a problem okay so um this is actually the reason why so um living in byron bay we have um integrative doctors in that here so because of my thyroid condition i went to see one with a naturopath they tested a hormone called leptin in me yeah and it is i don't actually understand the science of it but it's got to do with your body signal of feeling full and my leptin was really out and it's got to do with your circadian rhythm so um anyway it was really out and so they said in addition to trying to get your sleep on track which is hard they said yeah that's hard with kids but trying to do what you can a really good way to get it back on track is to eat three set meals at the same time within like the times from like 9 a.m to sort of 5 p.m Mm -hmm. Um, to try and reset that hormone so that your body actually knows when you're full Mm -hmm. Um, so that's like that rule and I'm such a rule driven person (laughs) great (laughs) I can tell yeah (laughs) Uh, okay (laughs) well I'm like um so then if I fail on that rule and because there's in addition to this there's all the Hashimo like the autoimmune protocol rules and I'll just, I don't know if I'm becoming a bit too complex here, but in the past as a teenager, I did have anorexia. So mm-hmm. rules are a big thing with me. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. then if I just don't, if I can't keep the rule, well, oh, well, I've stuffed it for the day. I'll try again tomorrow. And that's an mm-hmm. actual thought that I have all the time. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yes. And that's, some all or nothing thinking right there. Like if I didn't nail it a hundred percent, I'm zero. Yeah. Right. And and do you ever find in these situations that you're not noticing what you are doing that's positive? Like you tell me that I'm good in the morning. Are you noticing that in yourself or are you just like the, the whole thing is negative? Mm, I think I do notice that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, I'm killing it today. I'm doing so good. And then I don't know what might come up. Okay, an example might be, what would be, I don't know, just like all the stuff with kids. Yeah. <laughs> like all the unpredictability might come up. And again, just being around the food and I'm actually maybe a little bit hungry by the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So then I, I get out a snack that they would eat and then I just have a little bit. Or I might think, oh, I just really want some dark chocolate mm-hmm. and then I'll have some dark chocolate and then I might, might, might make some bliss ball. Like not that these are really bad foods, but I know I'm not hungry. I'm actually getting to the point of being a bit too full and uncomfortable by the afternoon if I've had too many snacks or too big, too big a dinner. And it happens a lot around 
um, dinner, like I'll just pick at the leftovers as I start cleaning stuff up. So like there might be leftover roast potato or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How are you, what like, kind of like point of awareness are you at? Are you catching yourself before you do it or have you done it and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing that and you keep doing it or have it you kind of fun. gone through the whole day and realized looking back? No, a bit of both. Sometimes okay. I know I'm doing it and I'm just rebelling against my goal. Right. Yes. And then other times uh, I'm not, not necessarily thinking about it. Mm -hmm. more than not I know that I'm not sticking to my goal yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're you're going into it rebelling yeah (laughs) what do you what do you if you thought about the like a moment where this happened recently Mm -hmm. what are you feeling in that moment are you feeling rebellious are you feeling defiant I'm feeling like this will never change like um I feeling like I don't trust myself mm-hmm. and um but they're not really feelings they're more thoughts um yeah maybe I'm feeling a bit frustrated that that I'm in like I feel like I try so hard to run our cow the ship of our house to run the ship well like I spend a lot of hours cleaning and doing all of that and I even have tried to be intentional and like prioritize and that is helping um but I feel like my day just gets jumbled and a bit like even my house looks jumbled, even though I just cleaned it. Like even though I just had it, <laughs> had it spotless or whatever, there's the mess again. I don't know. It just that's how my life feels in my mind feels when. Yeah. And, and also, I think it's a lot of habit. Like it's just really hard. Sometimes I think with these habits, you're not really realizing what you're doing. <laughs> Absolutely, this is your brain on autopilot. And yeah, I just want you to know that everything you're saying makes sense. It just makes sense. It makes sense that you go in the morning, you feel like you're doing well in the morning. Oh, sorry, I'm getting a little echo here. By the by the afternoon, you're you feel like things aren't as easy or you're starting to struggle. This is so normal because we're relying on willpower. When we rely on willpower, and, and you might call it self-control. What we don't know is that that's just one part of the puzzle for success. And that's a muscle that fatigues. So as you're using that willpower, it's strongest first thing in the morning. But as you keep making decisions and you keep trying to talk to yourself and you keep trying to control all these things and do all these things and use all this energy, it just makes sense that your brain is kind of like, yeah, we're kind of done. And maybe even physically you feel done. So that just totally makes sense that you reach for the things that are gratification. Like your brain is like, it's just like a little bit of comfort, I think, Mm -hmm. or a bit of like a happy hit. I don't know. Yes, it it really (laughs) makes sense. Shauna, I fantasize about living in a village with all the other mums and being with people <laughs> and don't get me wrong like I do set times that I 
catch up with people but there's a lot of time when you're just in your house and I work um casually as a teacher but um and I love that but I need to be at home in the house for our family that's what works for us that um and so um I think it's just being in house around food and I need to learn to I really want to have self-control about it because it's my health and I can see that like I feel like I was 35 years ago went really fast so I'm heading towards 40 pretty fast (laughs) maybe I'm being a bit negative there but I just feel like oh I do need to look after my health I've got a family to look after Mm -hmm. and and in addition I've got a thyroid thing um but yeah I actually feel like a lot of it is mental Mm-hmm. and yeah, then the other half of it is just reaching for food without really realizing so there's, it yeah, is and because when you think this will never change I don't really trust myself and and especially layering on that other story of I I'm trying to keep all of these things and do all of these things maybe you're even feeling a little disconnected maybe you're feeling a little lonely like it if you have all of those thoughts in your mind and you're feeling frustrated our feelings create our actions. Like we're acting based on the feeling of frustrated. So feeling frustrated leads you to going to get that snack or, you know, not just not catching yourself, not, you're not feeling empowered. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I'm feeling a bit bored because Mm -hmm. I do actually love being a mom. And sometimes I even really like cleaning, like if I've got music playing or whatever. But yeah, yeah. There comes a point where I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> just doing the same thing again. And um, and I need to come to terms with that because um, my husband has a business, so he does, like, I can't go and run that business. Um, and, and so I am the one who's at home, so I need to learn how to manage this mm-hmm. I think in pre-kids too in my career as a teacher you had recess lunch and home time and you're so busy you barely like eat eat food mm-hmm. <laughs> not that I'm saying it's good to not eat food I don't actually think that I think we do need to nourish ourselves but it's just this this overeating and then the, I'll tell you what happens that when I fall off with the food, it also makes me think, oh, well, I won't bother with the exercise today because A, my tummy is uncomfortable and yeah. B, I failed today. So I'll just try again tomorrow. Right. And so you know what the result is from all of this, that original thought that this will never change. I don't trust myself. Then you feel frustrated. Then you go snack and you don't exercise. The result from all of that is that it doesn't change and you don't have a good reason to trust yourself. Mm, that's actually right. Yeah. (laughs) So you're really perpetuating it. And what happens is we look to our past to give us evidence on what we're capable of. Well, it's so funny you say that, Shauna, because just then I thought I did trust myself before I had kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously not as a teenager with an eating disorder, but in my 20s I I was in a really good place and I was Mm -hmm. healthy. I wasn't underweight or overweight. I was fit, happy, and I trusted myself. Then I had my son. I had severe postnatal anxiety, mm-hmm. and motherhood just was so different to what I had 
ever imagined it would be. I felt so rattled and so not myself um, that I just felt like I can't trust myself anymore. (laughs) And also things that happen in motherhood, like which I've now have had lots of healing over, but I didn't. I didn't plan for things to go certain ways and they they went I mean I planned for things to go certain ways they went completely different made me feel like oh I don't have control yeah I don't know if you can see something in that but (laughs) right and and that that desire that we all have to control our situation because when we can control it we get to feel powerful but more than that we get to feel like we're doing it right that's right and I'm so I don't know why but I very um doing it right it's really important to me (laughs) but I actually now realize that that's almost unrealistic like what is right but what is right I'm going off on a tangent but no that I love that you ask yourself that question because I think you could ask it a lot more when you're considering all of these plans and all of these options and well there's keto and there's gluten-free and there's AIP and there's raw and paleo how will you know which one is the right one yeah that's exactly right (laughs) and I Actually, we eat like pretty real food, like lots of fruit and veg. But yeah, my weak things are chocolate um, mm-hmm. and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's just relatable. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's not even so much about the um, what I'm eating, it's about the amount and why why am I eating again (laughs) yeah and so as we've been talking about this what's what's the answer to that you think why are you snacking oh well there's well pleasure comfort Mm -hmm. boredom frustration and just feeling like I give up. Like, how am I ever going to get rid of this extra fat? Like, mm, <laughs> but yeah. the, but um, I need to also see outside of the. It doesn't. It's not about. Well, it kind of is about feeling comfortable in your own skin. But I know that thinking about size and being perfectionist about that's not actually good or true I I don't know if you know what I'm saying but yeah it just feels like too big and too impossible especially when yeah it just (laughs) yeah yeah it just makes sense because your brain has three jobs it's called the motivational triad it wants to seek pleasure food pleasure right it wants to avoid pain it doesn't want to be bored it doesn't want to be uncomfortable it doesn't want to be frustrated and it wants to be efficient so it's not going to be really excited to spend a lot of energy trying to be intentional and motivate you positively and not negatively but it's not going to really want to do all that hard work it's going to give you actually reasons to not do it doubts excuses our brain is like this supercomputer but we've given it a program that is not really helping us. This is the autopilot, right? We've yeah. developed this program over the years on how we think and how we approach things and the culture that we're in and our past experiences. 
So if we want to show up with some new programming, we got to address this autopilot programming, this autopilot programming that says this will never change. I don't trust myself. Um, I just need something to make me feel good right now. And not that any of these are bad things because they're really probably quite subconscious for you. You're not deliberately seek like, I just need to feel good. I'm going to eat chocolate, right? It's, it's well, really I'm, under I the radar. I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the programming was set up quite subconsciously that you taught your body crave this and I'm going to give it to you. Oh, here yeah, comes this yeah. uncomfortable feeling. It's like a toddler screaming in the store for a toy. And we, we let them scream for about five minutes and then we give them the toy. They just learn. If I scream for five minutes, I get the toy. Our brain is really the same. If I give this craving for this chemical that makes me feel good, this dopamine hit that I want right now, and these are great sources of dopamine, chocolate and cheese, great sources, probably really elevated sources. So it wants that good stuff. It wants the high quality, high hit of dopamine. So it makes sense that this is the craving you get. You're not craving broccoli, right? Mm. That, oh, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Nobody does. Um, so I feel like I can be intentional for like a day, three days, mm -hmm. a month, whatever. Yeah. When I come to that really challenging bit, uh, what 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 would be the way to deal with that? Then when you say you can be good for a few days, does that mean you're not snacking? Yeah, I'm, and I'm eating. Um, like dairy-free, gluten-free. I might not be okay. doing autoimmune paleo, but I'm, I'm eating probably close to paleo. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you consider, I heard you use the word nourish before. When you consider the approach you want to take and really think back also to the relationship you started to develop with food as you were recovering from your eating disorder, what kind of values are really important to you in how you approach your health? like if you give me an example then maybe I could mm. think of what they are right so when I think of health I think of maybe um holistic or gentle or natural um maybe some people want to be disciplined with their health some people have high they want to achieve things with their health so where do you think you could be on that scale, different values? So this is like picturing if I, okay, um, would be nutrient dense, mm -hmm. like lots of variety. Is that? Any, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah keep them coming. Yeah. Um, and would be, for me, self-discipline is important because I feel like if I can and maybe this is too high an expectation but I feel like if I can have self-discipline in this area it would help me have more self-discipline in other areas yeah <laughs> so, yeah that makes sense yeah um it's it's a muscle that we develop right yeah mm -hmm. so yeah like wholesome and self-disciplined would that be mm -hmm. the values yeah yes whatever you <laughs> comes out of your mouth is good <laughs> and fit like fit um like vibrant and um mm -hmm. 
you know, vibrant and being able to reach your potential like and chat and exceed your I don't know like when I was healthy before um I had kids I actually set little goals and then I would would achieve them so like I didn't used to jog but then I was able to start jogging little bits to the point where I jogged like nearly an hour one day and I just felt so like I really did trust myself and I used to say to myself I do what I tell myself to do yeah um so that trusting myself would be good Mm -hmm. but then I do know that I am not perfect and so it's okay to um make mistakes but I think where I struggle is because in the autoimmune protocol they say that in order to um it it's different to other eating plans in that you actually do need to stick to it for a certain amount of time or until you see healing and then you can start reintroducing food and they always say it's never about just completely restricting these life it's about figuring out what's um, triggering you. But it just, yeah, I, I feel like I can't do that perfectly with little kids at the moment. So I probably should just not even aim <laughs> to do that one. And I should just uh, choose some things that, yeah, would be. Um, well, I think you're definitely on the right track here. And like you said, when you learned to jog, you started with little goals. And I don't know if, if having this, big vision of moving towards AIP in the future because why why is that important to you okay um okay so it's important to me because I suppose there's fear about what lays ahead because apparently if you have one autoimmune condition then it can lead to more Mm -hmm, um and so that would probably be the main reason actually and because I would like to get rid of some of the symptoms and I wouldn't mind being able to reduce my medication and that's also unknowing like I just haven't really researched it but I think oh is my thyroid going to completely not work one day like how am Mm -hmm. I going to go in my old years like and I think there's probably worry about that. Yeah, 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 definitely. I can totally relate. But I think just starting with the snacking and starting with building up your trust back in yourself, I think that's going to be a great first step because you know that there is that part of you that can be really positively motivated. You've overcome a lot of stuff, it sounds like. You've overcome an eating disorder. You've overcome postpartum anxiety. You've overcome the hard years, early years of motherhood. Like you are capable of this. (laughs) But that's why I want you to also have a lot of radical acceptance for where you are now, that you're not flawed. You're not doing it wrong. Your brain has simply learned this food gives me some great dopamine. And right now I'd really like some dopamine. Yeah, I think it totally. It's like a little drug or something. I don't know. <laughs> it is, yeah, and I don't know why in the morning I just don't even really feel like I need it. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, in the afternoon I'm like, 
oh, I just really want that thing. And yeah, I know that I can be very self-controlled and that is another aspect too probably is there's probably a fear deep down somewhere of having had an eating disorder mm-hmm. of going too far that way so then I'm like oh I'll just relax a lot yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and and I think that's a beautiful lesson to keep in the back of your mind that I am someone who knows what it's like to swing on the other side. So I know what to watch out for. I know what I don't want. I know what it looks like. And I just think that if you can view that as, no, I've experienced that. I have the skills that you can just kind of relax in that a bit. Yeah. I will say one other thing. One other thing is that I can physically see that, um, I'm carrying a little bit too much weight on my body. Um, and don't get me wrong, I I actually don't want to be stick thin. And I don't, I'm not saying that I don't think that's beautiful, but for my body, I know that that's not healthy on my frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do actually think it, that all sizes can look really beautiful. But for me, um, I look at, at the lack of achievement that's physically present on my body like um and then I think oh I've been so healthy for this whole week or I've been so healthy for these two weeks or three weeks or whatever and it's still there the Uh, weight that and I'm like oh it's just so hard like and so what I'm trying to say is that it's not it's not the initial, it's when I've actually been doing it for a while and I'm like, I just want the results and the results take time. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and that's really interesting to pay attention to is there's kind of a disconnect on what you really consider success. So on one hand, you consider success as having maybe a, a meal plan, you sit and eat your meals, you don't snack, you're having good portions. But on the other hand, there's this other measurement of success in the background that's weight loss. And, so, I, that, and if I'm honest, yes, that is actually probably my main motivator mm-hmm. and has been since I've been like 12. If I think about the times when I thought I'm going to be healthy, it's yeah. not I'm going to be healthy, it's I'm going to lose weight really in the background. Right, right. Yeah, and so just being really honest with yourself that this is what I think success has to look like. Do you like that? Do you like to measure your success like that? Yeah, well, who wouldn't want to be looking a bit better? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I get, and that's, I mean, this, this unfortunate thing about our culture, our Western culture, is that's when people compliment you. They say, yeah. oh, gee, you're looking really well. Oh, gee, like you've lost some weight. You look great. But mm. they don't say, and I understand why, but they don't say when you're sleep deprived and, <laughs> uh, but then that's that wanting approval from other people. Maybe that's mm. even more more at the root than wanting to lose weight is actually wanting the praise right and you don't get that after a week of clean eating and 
good exercise. <laughs> yeah, if you lived in a cabin in the forest and you never saw people, yeah, would you be having the same goal for yourself? No, I would not have the goal of worrying about how I looked. Mm-hmm. I would be wanting to be healthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just so great that you said that because what I hear from you is the way that you're motivating yourself. It's in the background. It's a little bit negative. It's negative motivation is when you're avoiding something you don't want. So to you, you're avoiding the, a number on the scale you don't want. And it's kind of this constant state of running from what you don't want. It feels exhausting. It feels like you mean like I'm avoiding. So do you mean like in my mind, I'm like, this is just an example. Oh, I want to get to 54 kilos. But then in my 34 year old mind, I'm like, actually don't really care. (laughs) Is that what you mean? When you're motivating yourself. You're motivating it from a negative place. Don't gain weight. But versus positive motivation where you're moving towards something positive, something that's energizing, like I am wholesome. I am vibrant. I trust myself. I eat these nutrient-dense foods. I listen to my body. I'm fit. Do you see how that, stepping into that, towards that, is like... It's like stepping into something bigger and, and like, can you feel the light in that? Hmm? It's so rich. And I like that because, I mean, there is a little dream in me that, and I've had this for years, that one day I wanted to help people, whether that's like my daughter or her teenage friends one day, or Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, girls at school where I teach, or um, I'd love to actually... (laughs) um be healthy because that is a good example I don't know if that's a bad motivation but yeah yeah well you're also a picture of what's possible right that you can overcome these things and you can struggle with these things and you can let go of the need to have people approve of what your exterior the cells on your body what shape they're in and the configuration of them really you have an autoimmune disease that you're contending with, right? So your cells mm. on your body are doing a very important job at still keeping your body healthy and running. Yeah. Yeah. But just just paying attention internally to that inner motivation, watching if it's positive, going towards these vibrant, wholesome values that you have, or if it's kind of like stuck in the sphere and stuck in this... Um, this real, like, I can't gain weight. I, I can't look like that. Do you see the difference there? Yeah. yeah. So what would um, this look like in a day yeah. when I am faced with the opportunity to just snack? <laughs> Perfect. Yes. So your current thoughts when you're faced with the snacks is this will never change. You feel frustrated. How do you want to feel when you're faced with the snacks and you're like, am I going to eat them? Am I not? How do you want to feel right then instead of frustrated? Healthy. I want to feel feel well. Mm. Like I I want to physically feel well. And I also want to feel like, as I said, I trust myself. There is this fear of missing out on flavors or foods or whatever, but then more, I mean, this isn't great, but there's also, what about the fear of missing out on health and fitness and wellness? That for some reason, my mind doesn't go to that fear of missing out. It just goes to the fear of missing out on all the options of food. 
Yeah. <laughs> Great. And I, I can so relate to that. So if you want to feel healthy, if you want to feel like I am well, I am healthy, I am trusting myself, instead of thinking this will never change, what do you want to be thinking instead? Um, I'm making progress and I'm, I am healthy. I'm a healthy woman and I, I make good choices about my health. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and in this instance, I make a good choice by saying no to the snack. I know my body doesn't need. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first part that is worth addressing. So really starting to pay attention to what your brain is telling you in the moment. And you can pay attention to how your body's feeling. If you're feeling like, oh, frustrated, and you're looking at the snack and you're like, oh, there it is again, the story that I tell myself that this will never change. This is the moment where we start redirecting your thoughts, turning off that autopilot and choosing new thoughts that are gonna make you feel healthy and well. And even if and you want to write them down, feel like not automatic, do a bit of work in my brain to get there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you might even want to stop in your kitchen, like put your hands on the counter, even maybe even write it down. Like, this is what I'm thinking right now, but this is what I want to be thinking. This is what's going to be that step up. And, and it's not like I make good choices. Like the better thought might actually be I'm making progress. Like these yeah, accumulators. Yeah, I do get that thing of wrong, right, good, bad, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, and then the other thing I want to know is, okay, I did snack. I did, I did fall off the wagon there. Mm-hmm. What do I do with that? This is now a good reason for you to just call it a day. <laughs> like, really, like let's go to zero. Yeah. But instead of that all-or-nothing thinking. What would be more empowering? What would be more trusting of yourself? I can um, get back up. I can mm-hmm. keep trying. I didn't fail. I just made it. I'm human and I just yeah. had a little stumble and that's okay. I'm going to yes. keep trying. I do keep trying when I, I do keep trying and I get back on track when I, when I lose my way. Right. We really think the path to change is linear, but it's not. It's a pretty wavy line. (laughs) There's some ups, there's some downs. We take some detours, but it's like, oh, that was a detour. I'm going to redirect myself now. Yeah. And Shauna, do you have any advice for um, what to do with all the research about autoimmune diet? I mean, I understand you're not a doctor, but you are someone who has thyroid issues what do you do with all of this information about your specific health condition that's a great question because if you ask (laughs) some of my close friends they know I've driven myself up the wall and back down again considering all of these things um for me going off gluten has been incredibly helpful and just seeing results from that in my thyroid levels, but more in how I feel. I had to go back on it to get a test and I could not make it the whole time. I started getting symptoms right away. I mean, really taking these foods out, introducing them back in is the best way, paying attention to how you're feeling, to what that food does to your body. So for me now, I don't eat rice or coconut milk or gluten or eggs. And it's a weird combination and there's no 
this diet you're going to find out there that tells you those specific things. But it's just been years of me deciding to pay attention to what feels good and what doesn't. And maybe I'll try them again in the future, right? I'm really open to that. And did you do that? Because my understanding is that with that protocol, you should cut nightshades, grains, legumes, nuts, dairy, um, like there's a whole list because yeah. and if you don't just not include one of them at that time, it won't give you a true picture of your reaction when you bring back food. So say you did all of that, but you still included nightshades, you're not going to get the right picture of what you're mm-hmm. reacting to. Anyway, um, tell me if that's just completely off yeah. topic. <laughs> no, I think it really goes towards what's your goal? Is your goal to see your thyroid, um, like your antibodies get lowered? Is your goal to reduce your need for medication? Is your goal to relieve a symptom? Like I was really focusing on relieving heartburn. Um, so I was paying attention to the, those specific foods. So think uh-huh, about yeah. one goal you have, and I would maybe even work specifically with one of these practitioners on it, because what I feel like is a really overwhelming part and a part that I can relate to. And what I heard you say is you're feeling unclear when you feel unclear about anything, your brain does not want to do the work to figure it out. That is always going to feel, yeah, it's always going to feel like a big mountain and you don't know where the path is to even start. For me, what really helped me was making a list, making a list of what I'm trying right now. Like, am I going to take out peanuts? And and just, I think you can also really open to, there's lots of time to figure this out. We feel like an internal rush. Like I should figure this all out. Oh, well. Like, I feel like going so yeah, you have kind of this and, clock you've imposed on yourself. Yeah, and I need to get this figured out. Um, but yeah, if I went with what my gut is telling me, my gut yeah. is telling me what I actually want is to just feel peaceful about the meals that are happening uh, in our house, and all that is a, involved around that. So oh, I want to so be like, I know what's I don't want to be 100% perfectionist because I know things come up, but I generally know where we're going with food for the week, that I have the food there. I don't have to keep going back and forth to the shops, which would save me so much time. And I want to feel like I know where I'm kind of going. I know where I'm going with food and I don't feel like it's all just a big jumble in my head and in my kitchen and on my floor. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I hear you saying, like, giving yourself a little bit of a game plan. This is the foods, like, you you know what foods work for you currently. Like, these are the foods I focus on. These are the foods that make yeah, me like feel it, great. Yeah, like, it would probably look like, okay, I'm going to eat pretty well paleo mm-hmm. um, because I know I feel good on that. Yeah. And I'm going to have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. and yep. then implement that and that would be probably my first goal that's that's really great and I just love that you brought in the word peace that your goal <laughs> with approaching food is that this is a peaceful experience so when you're receiving it into your body you're feeling peaceful like you're peacefully accepting it you're you're embracing the peace that this food nourishes me and my body's doing a miraculous job. Thank goodness there's this thyroid medication that can, you know, really take part in that. Like, thank goodness mm. for all of these things. It's just so much pressure I put on myself. <laughs> right. 
Yes. And then you put all the pressure on all the other things like the kids and the house and the organization. So I can see how your brain does a little bit of rebellion when it's like, we're done with all of the pressure and all the control. Let's have some chocolate, please. (laughs) That's right. I've never really thought that about myself before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we do have a little bit of a rebellious side within ourselves. Some rebellion going on. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do eat the food, one thing that I learned and that I teach my kids as well is really pay attention to that food. So here I am, I'm eating the chocolate, like savor it. Let yourself be really mindful of how it tastes, of the sensations you might learn that it isn't actually as satisfactory as you hoped. If you're fog eating, if you're just kind of like in this fog, you're just putting the food in and get the dopamine. And you actually don't realize that, oh, maybe I don't actually love that food as much as I thought. But when I am, (laughs) yeah, it's been really helpful. But when I am in a situation where I eat it, you know, this is is just one of those times where I took a detour, I'm going to at least enjoy it, right? And not to like, oh, and just another form of indulgent, but to actually like to stop yourself, stop the fog part of it. Well, I, I think too, with the little rebellious streak, it's like, oh, I'll just eat it really quickly. <laughs> I'm, sneak, I'm quickly sneaking, I don't know, say you were a little kid and you were taking some money from mom and dad's drawer. Right. They do it really quickly. <laughs> and they, so it's kind of like, oh, I'll just eat it really quickly. <laughs> Right, totally. (laughs) That's good to think, oh, no, I'll actually think about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll, um, I'll be in that moment. And um, then, yeah, as you say, you might go, oh, it's not actually that good. Yes, it sometimes happens. So as you move forward and as you make a plan for yourself on how you want to approach food, as you start showing up with new thoughts and sitting with the discomfort of the cravings, and really starting to listen to your body. That's what I hear is the most important part, right? What I want you to consider as you're moving along is how do I want to measure success of my health? I know that there's part of me that's measured it by the, the way my body looks in clothes or feels maybe on the scale, but what is empowering? What feels positive? How do I want to measure success? It's so ingrained in me that even answering that question, I'm like, I want to measure success by losing <laughs> weight and looking great in clothes and having yeah. those compliments again. <laughs> but I actually looking forward into older, like not that I'm old, but like looking into life now in my 30s, I'm like, mm, actually, I know I'm meant to say I want to measure it by health and by feeling I don't know if the word's feeling proud of myself but like feeling yeah that trust in myself so I'm saying to you what I'm innately wanting to measure it by and then what I think I should be wanting to measure yes right and and I just hold space for both of those because I think that's very relatable to anyone who's approaching their health right there's no shame in wanting to look a certain way in your clothes but when that is kind of your inner critic, your inner motivation, when it comes with setting these really high standards and not seeing the progress you're making along the way, that you actually are successful in many aspects of your health, 
then it's all defeating, right? And so I just want you to come into this feeling empowered. Like if, if weight That's how is something- I would like to feel. Empower, empowered is a really good word. Mm -hmm. What makes you feel empowered around your health? Around my health? Yeah. Um, when I do exercise, I feel empowered. Getting sunshine, getting outside, um, and cooking a healthy meal, and and having that self control does make me feel empowered. Because what? it's a form of trusting yourself, not because it's a form of keeping yourself in line and keeping that number low, right? So just coming back to that that heart of it that you want for yourself that feels empowering and feels wholesome and vibrant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's really beautiful. So as we wrap up, what has been useful to you? What are you going to take away with from this call? Um, I just need a moment to think because I have definitely taken things on board. Yeah. So um, one is to approach it all intentionally, which is actually going to feel uncomfortable until it becomes mm -hmm. my new habit. Yes. So... You gave the example of, well, if you have given in to a craving, think about it and be in that moment. And then the other thing was the, the root thinking behind how I approach health to change it intentionally from um, I'm doing this to look a certain way to mm -hmm. I'm doing this because I love myself and I'm, I want to feel vibrant and I want to be a good example, but I also just want to feel great. I want to look after myself yeah. and love myself. And that um, will, I think what you're saying is that actually this all takes intention. It doesn't just happen <laughs> because we talked about yeah. it. Right. <laughs> Right? <laughs> absolutely you do it all on purpose yeah yes <laughs> yes so your action steps making a plan for what you're going to eat this week and I would even maybe write out the thoughts that you want to have um in the moment around snacking so you can just go to those right because your yeah. brain's going to be swirling right like no we need it you don't understand we need this snack we're hungry <laughs> but you can yeah. go to these thoughts and sit with the discomfort, that will be really helpful. Were there any other specific actions that you thought you wanted to take? I've, I really want to sit down and do a meal plan and okay, to great. not do it perfectly. So I sat down ah. to try and do one on the weekend and I was trying to get it so perfect and then my kids interrupted me and then it was into the afternoon and evening and I didn't get it done. But it's mm -hmm. actually just so simple. I know what we generally eat, I can just write that down and then I can have the groceries there and not get in this frazzle, which triggers all this, yeah. this eating. Yeah. <laughs> and that would, I really need to sit down and do it and not not think, oh, I didn't do it completely autoimmune paleo and just go, oh, I'm, I've selected some nutritious meals and that's a good first step. Yes. Oh, I love that. Give yourself time. Watch out for all or nothing thinking and just writing it down. I could so relate because I felt my hardest times in the kitchen in tears is when I didn't have a plan or food ready for myself. 
Yeah, and I actually want to rebel against meal planning as in I've never been that way inclined. I don't like being all so structured, but then as a mum, I just feel like it. the structure gives me more freedom. Yes. So yes. I know I've seen that with house routines with like mm-hmm. wake up, put on a load of washing rather than just doing it when when it's really big, like doing it in a routine actually helps the house stay clean and makes me feel better. So now I just want to apply that to food because I'm not a thing. I'm not a, I'm not, it's not just my husband and me anymore. I'm a mom and the, I'm a, I'm a home housekeeper and I need to learn how to keep that house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And making those decisions ahead of time. Oh, it's so helpful. It just reduces all the brain dom- drama and all the decision fatigue. So it is freeing. It frees you up, right? You're, and you, it's your plan. You're in charge. You decide what's on the plan. That's right. Yeah. First of all, let me say thank you to Susie for volunteering because coaching can be vulnerable no matter what the topic is. And thank you for this topic because it is one that many women work through. And anytime you're willing to share your story, it's helping everyone else who is listening. Since we did this coaching session in May, Susie and I have been emailing back and forth a bit, and I'll give you a couple takeaways that she's had as she's done this session and started to pay attention to her life. She said that she's been noticing how she reaches for snacks as an automatic habit. So she's just recognizing that in herself. She can see in the moment, oh, this is what I'm doing. And it is just so powerful the more you just observe yourself. She's, she also noticed that she's connected to reaching for a snack when things feel hard. And this is a common coping mechanism that we all have. We just want to feel better, right? And we don't recognize that we're maybe doing this to avoid the tough emotions and we reach for these coping mechanisms. We all have them. We reach for our phone. We reach out to people for connection. We go shopping. We watch TV. We drink something. So we all have different ways that we're coping with emotions that feel tough and tricky in the moment. And she also shared that she can see where she probably rebels against the other rules that she gives herself in her life. And she relates that to putting a lot of expectations on herself and being a perfectionist. So I love that she's taken this session, this topic, and started to apply it to all of the other areas of her life because these patterns that we're in in one area generally show up in other areas of our life. I hope you guys have enjoyed this session. Thank you again to Susie. And if you have any comments and questions you want to bring about this topic and this specific episode, bring it on into the Facebook community, the Simple On Purpose Facebook community. I'd love to see you there. Have a great week, friends.